This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, July the 22nd, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your guy Friday, Eric Cheaterstrom, sitting in here. And they let me do this once a week, even though I've done three shows this week, because Joe's out of town and Patriot is running on uh, what they call half-reduced power mode in the new world of auto. If your car breaks down, it only runs on reduced power. This show's brought to you by, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, they have a computer override. That uh, is uh, Lance Corporal, Marine Lance Corporal. Homer Lopez. I love Homer. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Congratulations. You made it to Friday. Well done, everyone. Well done. This is Patriot Radio News Hour. 1-800-951-0592 is the business line. You can head out to the information on the World Wide Web at uh, allamericangold.com. The Wendy's been running that all week, updating prices. You can order, uh, get news, get views, get thoughts, get ideas to the wild the, wee hours of the morning at allamericangold.com. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. That's Homer Lopez. It's Friday, and I have to tell you the news that is omnipotent, which is everywhere, obviously, is the elections, and that is election year, but this is like no other really election year that I could ever remember. The uh, I think the country is teetering on making a choice. I think that if we make one choice... Well, a choice either way will be at the point of no return. They bring Usher in the same. They bring the Democrats in. The Democrats leave the borders open. They balkanize. Yes, balkanize, that's the word. The balkanization of the United States of America. Get rid of any type of semblance of what this country was. And granted, we were a, you know, we were a, uh, probably a boring, milk toast country, you know, uh, when I grew up in, all the mothers were at home. They didn't have tattoos. None of them worked. They used to throw us out of the house in the summer. You were gone three months, get out. You know, and uh, then you'd have sleepovers at your friend's house. But all the families, you know, growing up were moms and dads where I grew up. And, um, and all that has changed. I listened to Donald Trump's speech. And... Uh, I mean, if you just think about where this country is and where they're heading and what the other side wants to do, if you want to just leave everything the way it is and look at the path that we've been on, we're on the path of, we've already hit the point, if you look at economically, Social Security, uh, not taking in as much money as it's going to pay, it's already hit the tipping point. You look at uh, unemployment in this country, you look at U.S. factories, you look at the fact that the Clintons are run completely by corporate America, Other, other than that, there isn't any other way. Homer and I were talking going into this that Donald Trump said last night that the, that Hillary Clinton's plan is to increase the Syrian population by 500 percent. And, and the thing, my question was, is why? Why, why do we want to increase that? Why? I don't get it either. By, why do we need more what, Syrian? What is the benefit of, to our country with this, with this initiation, with this plan? I don't get it. I mean, and just to flood the country with anyone who wants to come in, they don't know who's coming in. The borders are open. And, and under the the, the, the the duress our country is in right now with with uh, the terrorism, with the, you know, uh, blue matters now, okay, the police officers being attacked, now we're bringing in, I mean... Well, they're idiots. 
That's why they're, these people are idiots. Is but, their timing horrible or what to sit there even to propose the idea of this many foreigners coming in? And unvetted. Corporate America, who doesn't care about America, doesn't care about the Constitution, doesn't care about taxes, doesn't care about the people who live here, doesn't care about the history of this country, they only care about money. That's their job. That's what public corporations do. Wants the borders open because everybody's a potential customer at Jack in the Box or Taco Bell. That's why they want them. They just want them coming in here. Whatever it does to the country, it does, till ultimately the whole thing goes up in smoke. I mean, things used to make sense. There's no way to say this without sounding like a racist statement, but in the 1800s, they brought the Chinese in to build the railroads. All right? You know, the, the, that was, that's who did them. You know, that's, they had these Chinese labor camps, and they put the railroad tracks in. And Can I tell you, in my hometown of uh, Rupert, Idaho, there were two camps. I'm going to tell you, my parents were migrant farm workers, and I'm going to just tell you this. My dad, I asked him one time, hey, Dad, when did you cross the river? And he actually said to me, what do you think, I'm an immigrant? He goes, I was born in Texas. <laughs> your father? <laughs> my father was. Right. He goes, your mother, on the other hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I will tell you this. They lived, because they were migrant farm workers in, in, Rupert, in Rupert, Idaho, in huge farming community, sugar beets, potatoes, and everything else. We had Chinese labor camps because they were building the, the, the train line through Idaho. Well, no so kidding. you had the Mexicans over here and the Chinese over there. Hey, it is what America was. But it had a purpose. It had a purpose. So you can say the Chinese were here to build the railroads. Now, you're family. Right. And you're Hispanic. Right. And, and by the way, if you haven't met Homer, if you, uh, Homer, what are you, six foot two, three, four, four six, six four. foot, six foot four, uh, Homer. Good 260 pounds. Yeah, you would never get Homer <laughs> as Hispanic, all right? Anything else but, but Hispanic. So, but, but your family was here. You said it. Migrant farm workers. Yeah, pr- proud, to, proud to be from okay. my family. And Very that, proud of my heritage. I'm not saying anything like that. Let me tell you something. But there was a reason but, you were here. There was a reason and a purpose. And I'm just, I just want you to understand that uh, uh, I don't recall any terrorism back then. No, and you came to be Americans. Be Americans. Right. That's why you came here. Yeah. Now, what are why are Syrians coming here? What to run Circle K's? I mean, is this why we have to bring them here? I just want to go. If somebody goes, we need Syrians because, I, then I'll probably go. No, okay, but there's not there's not there's not an answer of why the Syrians. I mean, I'm here. not a native. I'm not Indian. My family, my family came from Sweden. Actually, we were Swansons when we came over. Still waiting for a check for the frozen food. <laughs> But my, but I myself snuck in to Arizona, uh, winter, well, actually, Christmas of 1967. We snuck in from Iowa in a 68 Chrysler New Yorker. <laughs> and no one from Arizona sent you back? No, they let us stay here while we waited for our house to get done. Five kids in a 68 New Yorker. By the way, um, you wanted the far right corner of the car because Dad could only flick your nose as it went by. <laughs> He couldn't have hit you completely. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, the blind leaves the stupid. It's Friday. Homer Lopez and Eric Sears-Drum. Stay with us. No video games and no satellite.
excellent choice of songs there. It was, too. Now, when I was a kid, man, that's the way it was. And all you people listen, I was born in 1959. You know, we were just a milk toast society. But you know what's interesting? In, in, in 1959, this is what I've talk, talked about for years here, the socioeconomic destruction of America. And I did this program. That I was here in this time slot the day they ratified NAFTA and the day they ratified GATT. And they said it was going to create all these jobs. And I'm going to get to that later. But here's what really happened. In 1959, um, married, married or unmarried I should say unmarried, let me find my notes here, unmarried children. In 1959, 3.8% of children were born into unmarried households. 3.8. So why why is it this way? Well, you know, that's how things did. You got jobs, you, you're, uh, you couldn't get, you, could, you had to get a job and you had to have a car to date. Now they ask 16-year-old boys, would you rather have a car or a cell phone? Believe it or not, they'd rather have the cell phone. They figure they got a much better shot of getting a date with a cell phone than a car. Did you know that? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, this is the world we live in. That's an interesting stat there. So the socioeconomic destruction. In 1959, 3.8% of uh, children were born into unmarried families. You want to take a shot at it today, Homie Lopez? Homie uh, Lopez? I, 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 I'm going I'm to say, I, be, I believe the, the increase is dramatic. I'm yeah. going to say somewhere around... Uh, uh, 38%? You're pretty good. You know, Joe, I could fool. You're hard to fool. 43%. Wow. Of all children born this year will be born into unmarried homes. So, again, yeah, have things changed quite a bit? Is that just is that just a symptom of a sick society, or is it an economic symptom? You know me. So I believe they're tied together, socioeconomic destruction. You look at, and Donald Trump brought it all up, brought it up. But I got to tell you, Ivanka Trump, I mean, you know, one thing i got to say, you know, billionaires have good-looking kids and beautiful wives. Have you ever noticed that? Wow, did he ever. Let me just say one thing. Before, I, I know uh, I was so impressed with how, how his children, listen, not every kid loves their dad. These, these kids love their dad. For whatever you know, well, if your dad's worth billions, it's probably a good idea to stay on his Well, side. why not, right? You know. But, oh, my gosh, are these kids sharp. But Just sharp. They could be running for office down the road. My wife and I watched it. Uh, she said Ivanka has her own clothing line. And granted, you know, they're silver spoon kids. Granted. But i got to tell you, listening to her, her speech, she made a point. You know, because Hillary Clinton talks about the pay chasm that uh, exists for women. And, you know, women don't supposedly don't make what, what the men do. And, and there's a percentage there. Ivanka said that, you know, at, her, at Trump incorporated for lack of better words whatever they call the Trump corporation or their multiple corporations that they have more women executives than men and they make exactly what the men make but she said that the biggest pay uh, schasm is women who have children once they have children they only make 73% of what women make and she said in our corporation we don't we don't penalize women with children we support them and I got to tell you, it rocked the house. And in this day and age, again, 3.8% of the children were born into unmarried homes, but now women are they're working. They're working. You know, the, there's more women employed than men. And this is the world that we've turned into. Do I like it? No, I hate it. Do I hate it? I, I absolutely hate it. So there's nobody watching the kids. Now the kids are all riddled up and medicated and nothing's their fault and you know, I mean, it's just terrible what's happened to this country, and I don't think they can fix it. 
So while all this is going on, you talk about Bill Clinton, who's, you know, you want to put him back in office. This is what people are going to do. Say it any way you want, you're going to put Bill Clinton back in office if you don't vote for Donald Trump. So you look at Bill Clinton and their genius NAFTA. He signed NAFTA, and I tore it apart. They were going to create all these jobs. Well, they did. We lost 6 million jobs the first eight years of NAFTA. 43 million households, according to uh, Donald Trump, 43 million households are on food stamps today. 180 million people are on some sort of government assistance. Tell me that it's worked. Tell me that any of this free trade has worked. Tell me why we can't build anything in this country. You know, Donald Trump says we're going to put every, everybody back to work. I don't know what that means. And Monday I talked about the UAW workers, and I read the story about the guy that was building cars on the line and how hard it was, and I don't know if kids today can do that or are willing to do it or if anyone will do it, but somebody somewhere will. All right, here, i got another one for you. The UAW membership now is just a little, I think it's at 400000 but somehow they got, this is United Auto Workers, somehow they got casino workers in there. I looked up all the numbers. I just wanted to see, because General Motors just had a record-setting quarter. All right, General Motors, GM, Government Motors, call it whatever you want, had a record-setting. They have set sales records. It's never been better, ever. Selling more cars than they've ever made. Okay, there's there's 400,000. They got down to like 350,000 UAW workers. I don't know what percentage of them are General Motors, but car sales are setting a record. So if you have 400,000 unionized auto workers out there, and they're setting records, how much do you think? How many union workers do you think they were at the peak? Wow! I, what, how many UAW workers do you think at the peak of this country? But again, they're setting production records, and they're selling more cars than ever with 400,000 UAW workers. It's a hard one. No one wants to take a guess at that. Man, I, I'm clueless right the, now. The UAW, UAW membership uh, peaked at 1.53 million. <laughs> 1.53 million in 1979. And so we're looking for where are they at today? Well, how do they set records? How do they set production records with uh, a third, not even a third, 20% or whatever of the employees that they had before? My question, okay, let me back up this bit. Are we talking volume of vehicles sold, yes. Yes. not the price of the vehicle? Right, volume. Wow. Isn't that something? Eight million cars or something this year. The same records. Why? Well, they don't build them here. The Chinese Buicks are there, and the Mexico Macladories, and everything comes in from somewhere else. So, obviously, Donald Trump is correct. So, here you've got... Here you have Wall Street at all-time highs. you got auto sales setting records, but you also at the same time have record number of people getting welfare and food stamps. Well, and here's the thing. The forecast is coming. The next big collapse is the finance behind autos. Well, how can this happen? So what, we're not allowed to build things anymore? This is what they did when they put in NAFTA and they put in GATT. Bill Clinton signed it. Let me say it again. Bill Clinton signed it. He's the guy who put it in there. So here we've been hammered. Millions and millions and millions of factory jobs. Did it work? Yeah, it worked. You really think Clinton was smart enough to design this thing? No, it was designed to do one thing, to not pay American workers. It wasn't designed to do anything else. Well, they succeeded there. You think you can bring it back? Can we bring it back? Donald Trump says we can bring it back. Do we want it back? Another thing that Donald Trump said in that speech last night was he will. There will be consequences if you decide to take your company 
to right. another country. What about the ones that are already there? That's the point I'm making. If General Motors sent record sales and they're only running a, a minute percentage of, of what they used to run, do they get penalized? You know, another thing, too. You know what? But they're, they're not being penalized on the tax side because they're getting breaks. I know. It, it went the other way. You understand this? Everything goes the other way. We invest in failure and we penalize success. These are the policies that have been there. The rigged system. Something you hear over and over and over again. The whole system's rigged top to bottom. You know, if you don't think it is, think about think about the blue blood Republicans that have sat here and and tacked on trillions of dollars every eighteen months onto the national debt. John McCain, there's one. Did he? He didn't even go. Didn't even go to the Republican convention. Why? Because there's no difference between them. So, are we really going to get change? Are we really going to bring it back? You know, bring America back? Because we can't build anything here, and it's normal. We have all accepted, accepted the fact, oh, God, we can't build anything in America. We can't do that. Everything's built in China. Everything. This is how we do it. What would happen, oh, my God, if we had to turn on the factories in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, or Detroit, Michigan, or New Jersey, Persephone, New Jersey, or we just pick it anywhere and bring it all back here. How about bringing back everything that was built in the heartland of this country, like Missouri. You know, the entire automobile accessories, you know, from Edelbrock to the uh, toolboxes to Simpsons to just about any household name, Carter, um, just go on and on. Any auto part came out of Missouri around Sedalia, the entire aftermarket. It all went to China, all of it, gone. We're going to be able to get it back? You think China's just going to stand there? After after they took all our intellectual property, Donald Trump touched on that. I saw that. Took all our factories. They got it all over there. They just blow holes in our patents. They just don't care about anything. And corporate America let them do it. You know what's amazing? Like, you used to pay, and you still do, for a premium brand. And I don't know what would be a good example, but uh, Craftsman Tool. If you wanted an American-made Craftsman Tool from Seekers, you went down there and you bought it. All right, You didn't buy... A, a, a Chinese or a Japanese, used to be Japanese tools that came in here in the, the very first ones in the 70s. And you knew not to buy those because the wrenches would break. In the, so you, you're like, well, okay, and I don't want any of the substandard stuff. I want craftsman tools. So now... Bob, Bob Bila was pitching them on right, years, right? American right? made. American made. Craftsman, how they, just, they didn't even care. Guess what? You still pay a premium for craftsman wrench. Yes, but it, it's the same Chinese wrench that has nine other different labels on it. Built at the same factory. They just put the different stamps in. Isn't that interesting? It's just amazing. So they still charge you for it. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, it's Craftsman. Are you kidding me? Of course, it's made by the same company that makes, you know, 25 other different brands. So this is just where we're at today. And I don't, how do you bring it back? I mean, Donald Trump says he's going to bring it back, and I'm voting for him. He's got my vote, and I'm going all the way with this. And uh, I would sure like to see it happen. I'd like to see this country building things again. But again, look at what we're up against. You know, it's the regulations. Don't forget that, uh, you know, the Obama administration, one of the first things he said seven years ago was we're going to shut down the coal industry. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Coal, coal's nasty. Yeah, we're going to replace it with solar. Okay, solar doesn't work unless you've been government subsidized. This doesn't work. Now, I'll tell you why it doesn't work, because in the hottest places, it can't handle the demand. I mean, you can't run an air conditioner. It's going to be 115 degrees in Phoenix tomorrow. Okay? 
If you have two air conditioners and a solar unit, you will run out of power at 4.45 in the morning, and it won't turn back on again till the batteries charge all day. So you're going to be without air conditioning. Don't don't get don't get uh, uh, don't get it wrong. It's a great idea. It just doesn't work. Doesn't work. So oh yeah, no, it's the same deal. But it's been government subsidized and everything, and so now they figured, well, we're going to make people get solar, even though it doesn't work. We're going to make power plants generate wind and sun energy, and then they went after the coal industry and shut it down. And you've seen the stories. You can't open up a coal mine. You can't produce anything. Now, you know, power bills out here, if you've got a 3,000-square-foot home in Phoenix and 115-degree heat with a swimming pool, you got a six $700 a month power bill. And rising. And rising. So now they got to show shut the partial closure of the SRP plant in northeastern Arizona. The Coronado Generating Station, front page, Arizona Republic Day, a coal-fired power plant. This, again, Donald Trump was talking about this yesterday. There's a picture of him right next to the article. The coal-fired power plant in northern, northeastern Arizona will partially shut down for months at a time under the plan proposed by the state yesterday. The plant is owned by Salt River Project, and the utility and state have been negotiating with the Environmental Protection Agency regarding the plant's effects on regional haze. Now, the population of where this plant is, I believe it's right up on the Cayenta Reservation up there. There's like, you know, 8,000 sheep and 50 people <laughs> that live up That's there. That's the population. There's nothing up there for miles. But apparently the sheep don't like the haze in the air that the evil coal puts off. So SRP and the state are proposing that Unit 1 at the plant shut down for 60 to 190 days a year. By the way, I read some of the footnotes. It'll only add 7% onto your power bill. This is, what the, this is what the EPA does. This is what Hillary Clinton wants to do. This is what they've done. Donald Trump wants to reverse all of this. Just 7%. Plus, they just got a 5% increase, you know, the Corporation Commission. But let's shut down the coal plant. Yeah, 115 degrees in Phoenix. Let's shut it down. Because it's creating haze for sheep. Maybe they're the blind leading the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Patriot Radio News Hour. It's halftime. Come on back. Backwards, backwards. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. Quick look at the market. Gold sitting where it started the week, right around 1320. Uh, silver, 1645, down about a nickel. Uh, the market itself. What is the the Dow out right now? Fifteen fifty. Not much has changed since you started the week with us. Now, now what? everything's paid. I, I think the uh, what what is controlling the current market right now? Computers. That's it, right? That's all they got, man. Nobody sits around and trades this stuff anymore. You know, you know. I'll, I'll just tell you. You know, um, I feel like it's been a boring, boring week. It is boring. As far as election years are this way, it dominates. You got to wait till next week, though. It's not going to be wait till the liberals fire up. Well, that starts on Monday, right? Yeah, the Democratic be, one starts be up next plenty week. Plenty of things to talk I wonder, about. I wonder what what tick up or down will happen in the market as we they're go that put, direction. They're going to put Michael Michael Brown's mother on. Never <laughs> speak. Well, they're figure that one out. That. I don't exactly. know. I mean, you, you're trying to cause a race riot in this country. That's a good way of doing it, man. You know, another, just a current event. I don't know if you guys heard this. He was a uh, coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Danny Green passed away this morning, cardiac arrest. I believe he was 67 years old. Um, one of the most famous rants ever uh, after a football game on Monday night. The Cardinals were playing the Chicago Bears, and the Cardinals had a 20-point lead 
at halftime, gave it up, lost by a touchdown. And they're interviewing him afterwards, and he had the famous round of, they are who we thought they were, and we let him off the hook. It was one of the most famous speeches, and I'm here to tell you, if you watch ESPN today, I guarantee you you're going to see that speech. They were who Brett, we thought they were? They, uh, they are who we thought they were, oh, okay. and we let him off the hook. And, and, and I'll just tell you, rest in peace, Denny Green. I think you were a great coach. He had a great winning record. Uh, never won the big game. But I'll just tell you, uh, uh, I think he has a bit of uh, um, history big here guy. with Arizona College. Great guy. Big yeah. guy, big right? Guy. Yeah. Big guy. I can, yeah. yeah, I picture him. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, sorry about that. What else? Uh, well, uh, also this week, I don't know if ever anybody knows this, but the guy, uh, Gary Marshall, also passed away. He's he did? One. Yeah. You know Penny Marshall? That's Penny Marshall's dad. No, her brother. Her I, brother. I thought, I thought it was her dad, too. Wow. But I was reading his bio. Now, Penny Marshall, for you kids at home, that's Laverne and Shirley. Which he produced, wrote, and directed. Right, right. He also produced, wrote, and directed uh, Happy Days. He did the wom- the, the movie Pretty Woman. He, you know, he. Oh was, no, he was in everything. Marshall. He had his. I believe this man had a little bit of money. Oh yeah, you know? he had plenty of money. Uh, uh, the Runaway Bride, The Princess Diaries. This guy, his family, won't have to hurt for money because those those shows just seem to linger on and make it. You know what do they call? It holds up. You don't think you don't think Laverne and Shirley's still working at the bottling company? Chemizel, <laughs> Chemazel, uh, Huffman Incorporated. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, but that was him. That was him, and uh, and he passed away as well. Um, I don't have his age for you, but there's a couple of current events for you that happened this week. Rest in peace to both those guys. Well, that's uh, that is sad news. Oh, I don't even know where to go. We got well, business news. Well, I want to talk more. I didn't get. I want to talk about a uh, couple. Yeah, talk about uh, good speeches. How about? Uh, I don't know if you saw the beginning last night, Pastor Mark Burns. I missed it. Uh, Black Pastor, amazing speaker. Speaker, fire and brimstone. But I mean, one of the. I mean, I got to tell you, one of the best uh, African American speakers I've heard. He talked about bringing America together. Let's just bring it together. We can all work through this. We don't need to be shooting at each other and going crazy. Just bring everybody together. And it was it was a great speech. And Ivanka, Ivanka, I thought it was one of the best speeches I've heard. Donald Trump, excellent. I mean, they really nailed it. They hit it out of the park last night. But I, I also did some more numbers because, I mean, Donald Trump brought up Nafta and Gatt, and you know how I feel about that. Yes, so you do. And, and it's horrible. I mean, what, what? and people just stood by and let it happen, and I used to pound the table and scream, and people just didn't care. So I ran all the bankruptcy numbers from 1993. Bill Clinton, you know, took office January 93, won the election in 92. One of his first things to do was ratify NAFTA. And don't forget, Clintons are run by corporations. Well, all pretty much all presidents are, but uh, you got the government you see and the government you don't see. But this is why nothing makes any sense unless you're a big corporation. And you bring these people in and you just don't care and you get, get rid of everything about the country until you milk it for everything you can, tax it to death, the currency collapses, and you just, they just take over, print new money, start all over again. Same guys are at the top. But if you take all the bankruptcies filed since they ratified NAFTA and divide it by the population, now again, granted, a lot of people that filed bankruptcy are dead. Does this go? You got to go back to '93. But if you still take the bankruptcy numbers and divide it by the current population, 37 percent of every man, woman, and child has filed bankruptcy in the United States of America since they ratified NAFTA. I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible that's number. Shameful. That's, that's incredible horrible. number. This is why the average credit score for a new Chevrolet is at an all-time low as well for 84 months financing. 
So we can't fix it. They're never going to fix this. And if Donald Trump takes a shot at it and tries to fix it, well, it's like anything. Nothing's easy to get done. But, I mean, I would love to see everything built again. Imagine buying things that said Made in America. I have nothing on. I don't have a single garment. My belt, my shoes, my shirt, my shorts, the microphone I'm holding, the calculator, the cell phone, the telephone, the drink holders. I'm looking at the, at the studio here. I'm looking at the speakers, the computer sitting on the desk here. Not one thing in this room is made in America except this desk. This desk I bought at a yard sale in 1995 when I started this company. <laughs> you can't move it. It takes eight guys to move this thing. It's made in America, the studio desk. And I'm made in America. Homer snuck in. No. <laughs> Homer, born in Idaho. We're good swimmers. Homer, you're born in Idaho. I was. Born Your dad in was born in Texas. In so Texas, McAllen, Texas. 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 Yeah, right that? on the border there, but on this side. One thing I'll tell you, with all the things that you're bringing up here, and Donald Trump saying we're going to fix it, and Donald Trump saying we're going to bring jobs back, this week has been such a headline week of jobs going south. Right. Of jobs being lost. 2,700 jobs from uh, U.S. Bank. What? Say that again. To, uh, job being lost. U.S. Layoff. Bank. U.S. Bank is laying off 2,700 people this week. If that, if the, by the end of this week, I personally have one of my closest friends that works there. I don't know if his hand's on it, but he... How can that be? Uh, how can it be? The question I, is... I moved uh, all my accounts to U.S. Bank. You think they'd have hired people. You think? Oh, well, your account, I'm sure, is so big. Did you know that Comerica, another bank, 1,400 jobs this week, um, and then and then Goldman Sachs, 1,700? How come these financial institutions are doing all this layoff? But the one that bothered me the most is this. General Mills said on Thursday it will cut roughly 1,400 jobs worldwide as part of the consumer food giant plan for a full and partial closure of certain facilities in the U.S., and abroad. Those cuts would represent about 3.6 decrease in workforce at the Minneapolis-based General Mills, which had roughly 39,000 employees when it when its 2000 fiscal, fiscal year ended in May. And Donald Trump's talking about bringing all this back and what is happening day in and day out this week alone in jobs being lost. Well, Peter Thiel, if you hear him speak, uh, yeah, the PayPal guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, b- billionaire, openly Open, uh, gay. Right. He says that all this is fake culture wars to distract from the economic decline in America. And there's a guy with that, that seeing through the haze. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, him and the sheep, they got to look through the haze from the coal-fired plant. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Look around. Ramon, oh, he's on point. The hazy, looking through the haze. Yeah, we got the sheep looking through there. We got Peter Thiel saying this is all just fake culture wars for to distract the economic decline in this country. Did you see this? Let me tell you. You know how to tell if things are really bad in your country? They have discontinued the Big Mac in Venezuela. Do you see that? You know, they got food shortages over there. Why would they do that? Well, they, I thought, they don't have beef. That's what I see. That was my first thought. That's my first thought. Right. Can't get the beef. Guess what? You, sur- you right-wing wacko nutcases, survivalists, loaves of bread, beans, bullets, and bread. They can't get the little 
slat, you know, the piece of bread that's in between the Big Mac? Right. Can't get it. So they discontinued it in Venezuela yesterday. I'm here to tell you there's a lack of leadership that can get you, you know, that's happening there for a slice of bread. <laughs> so there you have it. Isn't that weird? And I the same thing. Oh, yeah, you must not be able to get the meat. No, no, no. How about this? This is bizarre. I'm going to... I'm going to the Wayback Machine, so just bear with me for a minute. I originally sponsored Dr. Norm Resnick up at KHNC 1360, the mothership out in Colorado, and he called me one day and needed a gold sponsor, and this is how this whole thing started. God rest his soul. He uh, he had the guts to go against when they were just putting together ADD as a disease so they could put kids on Ritalin and the states could get money, and he said it was it was a fake disease, and he was right. And they tried to do that with my youngest daughter, said she was autistic and should be on Ritalin. And I talked to Dr. Norm about it, and he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm glad, God bless him, that, that he was there because I never did. And she's going to walk from Northern, Northern Arizona University this December with a registered nursing degree. Congratulations, proud papa, i yep. got to believe. Not bad for an autistic kid who should have been put on Ritalin. But, uh, but what's weird, Norm was also... A, uh, he was a, a proponent to get he, – he hated the patriot mythology that abound. And, you know, the, if you remember, the patriot mythology was get out of the system, don't use the post office, you had to use special mailing instructions, don't pay taxes, don't get a driver's license, uh, make your own license plates like Kevin McDay did, the Oklahoma City bomber. Okay. That's how they pulled him over. Here, after he blows up the Alfred P. Murrow building and is heading out of town, had wooden license plates on his car. That's how they call it. Smart kid, sure. Yeah. So now get this. It's all back again. The former Marine who ambushed and killed three Baton Rouge, Louisiana police officers identified with a new growing sovereign citizen movement that originated long ago among the white supremacists and whose adherents believe they're immune to most federal and state laws, including paying taxes and getting a driver's license. Gavin Long, 29, of Kansas City, filed documents last year declaring himself a member of the United Washita Day, I don't even know, Dugda Mayonde, a mostly black group whose members believe they're descended from early Native American mound builders and own the Louisiana Purchase land. Nothing in that group's ideology calls for violence, but some members have sold fake driver's license, passports, and filed fake court documents according to to Mark Potok, senior fellow with Southern Poverty Law Center. Ugh, those guys are back. Lawrence Dees, remember him? But anyway, other individuals who have declared themselves sovereign citizens have become violent, he noted, killing several law enforcement officers during traffic stops in the last 15 years ago. And it goes through. But what was interesting is Norm Resnick said, that's patriot mythology, don't do it. The fringe flags, the whole thing, getting out of the system. I agreed. We had guys trying to sell gold to people. A uh, guy up in Montana, yeah, you want to get out of the system. But it turned out, because back then, even when I opened this company 20-plus years ago, I was doing Dr. Norm, you had to pay taxes, okay? It turns out now, if you stay in the system, you don't have to pay nothing, and they give you everything. You wanted to be in the system. So that's why they got out, because, you know, you had to pay taxes. No matter who you were, if you took a little job, you had to pay taxes. Then they started the tax credits and all that, and now... 57% of the entire country doesn't pay any taxes at all. Nothing. They just get a check. So you didn't want to get out of the system. That's why that whole patriot mythology and that checking out of the system and the fake driver's licenses and the mail and all that, 
Uh, How long fail. did you say this has been around now? Well, well, it was 20 years ago they were pushing it hard. You wanted to be the uh, quote-unquote militia movement. You wanted out of the system. You couldn't, and, and in order to get out of the system, you have to get out altogether. I mean, you can't use any of the system, including the post office. And, and it's, it's a long thing, and maybe it sounds to me like I don't know a bad movie of trying to get out of the grid. Well, you know what? You can't get out. Uh, English Bob, who's listening, and he's a he was an expatriated expat from my neighbor from England, and now he's an expat from America. He's probably listening. He lives in a penthouse in Lake Chapala, Mexico. So he's not only left England, he's left America, and now he's a Mexican with an English accent. And you just pinpointed him. Yeah, so everybody knows where he is. But he's the one who told me, you know, if you want out, if you want out, okay, you're done. You, you, want, you, you want to renounce your citizenship, okay? You're Homer Lopez. You're going, you, you're going to move in with Mark. You're going to Lake Chapala because he already did it once in England. Now he had to do it in America. They just don't let you out. If you want to give back your Social Security number, renounce your citizenship, get a you know a passport and, and apply for Mexican, become a Mexican citizen, they take everything you own, total it up, and tax it. Do you before know that? you can leave, the before country. you can give them back your Social Security number. That, I did not know that. You didn't know that. Yeah, I you're not, not getting out. So these, that's what was wrong with this whole patriot. You know, I'm getting out of the system. No, you you can get out of the system. Well, I want. I Nobody's going to stop you. You just got to pay to get out. I just wonder about all these celebrities like Cher and Tina Turner and all these ones that said, if Donald Trump becomes blah, 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 president, I'm leaving to Canada or I'm going to Switzerland. Who knows? Maybe Mexico. My wife, Lori, got My wife, Lori, number one realtor, Coldwell Banker in North Scottsdale. She worked so hard. But she said, she goes, any of you people who want to leave if Donald Trump gets elected, give her a call. She'll list your house. <laughs> Always seeing opportunity. Always seeing opportunity. I'd be rooting for Donald Trump. She don't miss much, I can tell you that. one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is our business line. Um, just, you know, just going on where we're at and what we're seeing. It is amazing. I mean, we should have. Really, we didn't have to do anything. We just should have played the Donald Trump acceptance speech, 76 minutes. We didn't even need to do this show because that was, that was if there, if you don't see, read the handwriting on the walls there, why you need to own gold and get it put away. Uh, that, and that speech would get, point you in the right direction. I, I found it very interesting what you said about Peter Steele saying that there's a fake, fake culture war. Yep. That war is being played by Obama by being the great divider. He is dividing everybody, and division within the cultures, within our country, is what's causing all this unrest in the United States. Oh, man, that just so, it was supposed to be the other way. You know, we're going to have peace and love and uh, African-American president. He didn't do anything. He just stirs the pot. Everybody's working for the It is here! <laughs> Congratulations, everyone. You made it! Yeah, Fridays. Of course, I can't tell anymore. I'm retired. I work every day. I work seven days a week. I'm busier now than I've ever been. Um, I see David Duke's going to run for Senate in Louisiana. Was he head of the KKK? Yeah, that's that's the guy that they keep associating with Donald Trump. I know. They love and to do that. The they guy... love to do that. They're denial, denial, denial. But, hey, whatever. And then you see John Glenn. Original flight instruction. 
Of course, it wouldn't be computerized on a in a book or whatever. Just sold at auction for sixty six grand. The instructions themselves? The, yeah, just the instructions. The handbook. When I was a kid in Iowa, I can just remember the silos. You know, the silver silos, and I thought they were John Glenn rocket chimps. Awesome. The green silos. Yeah. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. The 60s, and I'm like. And I always thought, look, John, I used to do, that was the family joke. John Glenn! John Glenn! <laughs> Iowa. What did we know? We were just a bunch of pilgrims. So, ah, uh, what's the markets doing? We got gold well, kind of hanging there. Let's see. Gold sitting at the same spot, $1,322. Uh, gold up just a little bit, 1600 or $1,900, or $1,900, $1,960. Well, that's next week. Yeah. Uh, but I will tell you, Wendy did put a special together today. Hey, if you buy a $20 Liberty, you'll get it for $1,440. There is shipping if, if you buy just one. Ten or more, she's going to throw the shipping in. $20 Liberty is great time to buy. Let me just tell you, keep an eye. Keep an eye on the market right now because it is a bit of a buyback right now. I expect to bounce back. Real quick. Well, next week will be, you know, dominated and driven by the uh, DNC, and you're going to have all the rhetoric fly. And, uh, I mean, it's, I, I just can't see it. And, of course, what do I know? You know, you got to understand that if you're listening to us, you're listening to old school, and we want to put this country back before they, you know, they ruined it. We gr- I got to grow up in it. A lot of you people listening are in the same demographic. And the young people listening are trying to figure out what went wrong, and every day... Uh, you know, we, we we look at it going, is it getting better or worse? And it just seems to be getting worse. And the not, not only the economic decay, but the social decay, the disaster du jour, somebody getting shot, you know. And, again, are they culture wars? And, you know, I agree with, with Mr. Thiel that uh, I believe that it's an economic problem. It's not so much, you know, a uh, left or right problem or a black and white problem. It's an economic problem. I agree. I so, agree. I agree wholeheartedly with you. And I also believe it's a division. The problem that, that this comes from is a divide, and it's being uh, uh, perpetuated by these leaders, Hillary Clinton. No one can get on the same page. But I'll tell you what, you got to pick a side, don't you? Well, that's time. It's time to pick a side. It's time so. to pick a side here, and I'm just here to tell you, if the results are going to happen, you know, history has been proven that you stick with the same plan, you're going to get the same results. What's that famous saying? Expect uh, 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 stupid is expecting different results doing the same thing. Yeah, that's the definition of insanity. Definition of insanity. Thank right. you. That's Homer Lopez. <laughs> He's a little special. That, that Idaho education <laughs> shining through. We hope all of you have a wonderful weekend. We thank you for joining us. Joe will be back on Monday. I hope he brings so much love back to all of you. Hey, join us again next week. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll see you then.